What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm your producer, Michael Williams, here with our host. What's going on, everybody? Michael Kano here. Episode three. Yes, episode three of the Borger Sports Podcast. That's right. The official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast is Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. What's up, up, Kano? What's going on, Mike? What are you doing? (laughs) I don't know, man. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I guess. Well, I didn't see you on Sunday is why. Yeah, you didn't see Yeah, we usually see each other on Sunday, but yeah, Yeah. you decided to skip church this week. I know. Yeah. I went on a retreat. Yeah, no, you weren't skipping. (laughs) You weren't skipping. All right. uh, You got something real exciting and something new that you want to talk about that we're going to we're going to put out there to the people. Yeah, let's tell the people about this. Yeah. So this is what we're doing. We're doing this for the first time. We want to know your opinion. We want to know your thoughts on the hardest hitting bulldog football players of all time. So we're doing this big from the beginning to the end from last season all the way back to 1926. Who I was going to say how far back are we yeah, going? Yeah, we're going back a ways yeah. before the before the world wars. So, who are the hardest hitting Bulldogs that you remember from your time period? We want you to let us know. So, what we're going to do is we're going to put this out on our social media. Send yep. us your messages. Send us your tweets. Who do you think it is? Tell us some stories about these guys. It's X now. Oh, it is X. That's yeah. right. We can't. There's no such anymore. thing as tweets anymore. It's gone. And we're not even on X. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Well, then let's Sorry. not even promo them. Yeah. Put this on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Or, or you email just shoot us. us an email. Yeah, borgersportspod at gmail.com. Who's the hardest hitting rough guys that you know that just love demolishing people? Yeah, send us your nominations. We'll take the top nominations and we're going to narrow it down next week. We're going to make a poll. We'll make a poll. We'll put it out on social media after next week's episode. Yeah. We'll announce the, uh, the top four or top five or whatever we got and you guys can vote the next week. And then on the next episode after that episode, we'll I think we'll announce, announce winner. our winner, right? That's right. That's going to be the toughest dog. Toughest dog. Of all time. Toughest dog of all time. Who's the toughest dog? All right. What about like, what if there were some hits in basketball? Like, what if some games got rough, you know, back in the day? Potentially. I could see that working. You know? Yeah. Back when basketball was fun. Oh, yeah. Back when they had peach baskets. Yeah. That was was probably back in the 1920s. That was a ways. James Naismith. Yeah. It could be. Hey, not we, invented too far from here, actually. I said football player, but some of our girls hit really hard in basketball. They are the roughest players there are. I believe it. If you've ever been to a seventh grade B team basketball game, <laughs> there's more tackling there than you'll see sometimes on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Night. That doesn't shock me. And then they're confused that they got a foul called on them. Right. But they're all mad at the referee. They are. It's like you tackled her. Like, it's just good defense. Yeah. That's all it is. Is that are we gonna start scouting seventh grade basketball girls for for football? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They're amazing. All right. That sounds fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Now I honestly I really I, you know, I went to a bunch of games. I've only lived in Borger for like six years. But, sure. Yeah. So I've gone to the football games off and on, but I really didn't pay a lot of attention to the roster and stuff like that till yeah. you know till till, more recently. More recently, last year. Yeah. Uh, so who's the name that you think might be able to be on the list? Well, for me, someone someone more recent, like Logan Gray. Yeah, you Logan know? Gray. Logan Gray was hitting last year. One of the top linebackers in 4A. Yeah. Uh, that, that'd be someone maybe. He's over at Judson University now. Yeah. 
Shout out Logan. He's got his first game this next weekend. Yeah, good luck, Logan. Yeah, we're we're rooting him. for you. Yeah. I don't know. Who, what about you? you, you might you've got some, more Borger history than I do. You might see some names like a McKinney. I wouldn't be surprised to see a McKinney on here. Okay. Whether it's Mike McKinney or Josh McKinney, Fred McKinney, Miles McKinney. One of the McKinney boys is sneaking in there. And I'm telling you right now, Josh McKinney back in the day used to bring the hat. Okay. From the strong safety position. So we could see a McKinney. Don't be surprised if you see a middle step on there. Okay. You know, there's Michael. Ross, either one of them might be nominated. Legrone, if we're going back, you're looking at the state team in 1962. Okay. You could see a name Legrone on there. Jack Mustard, the lead frontman for the band Mustard. Nice. Fullback. That's a good band name. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it's Mustard. Yeah. Easy. And he brought the hat. Okay. So, those what, are some What about you? Did you? I fully expect what to about see. You? What about you personally? What about me? Were you bringing the hits? No. No, come on. No. Okay. I'm just not. I've heard stories is all I'm saying. You've heard stories? I've heard stories. What are they saying? They're saying you were a player, man. (laughs) That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Coach Loftus just told me this weekend that my son, who's in sixth grade, is better than I am. He said he's already better than you. (laughs) Well, that's what you want, though. That's true. As a dad, you want your kid to be better than you. That just makes you proud, right? Yeah, we just need some we need some hard hitting going on here. Right on. I'll take it in any way we can. Sweet. You know yeah. what? I I really think on this list you're probably going to see a Russell Maya King. This guy, beast, played nose guard, went to linebacker. I think we'll see that name on there. But okay. it's all going to be up to the nominations. So get involved. Send us the names. Yeah, I want to see who they are. And if you don't send us names, we're just going to make them up. Yeah, we are. So. We're going to pick our favorites. Yeah. So if you want your voice heard. Let us know. We'll pick my one favorite and your <laughs> four favorites. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Hey, uh, so you want to talk about what happened this week? Let's we'll, talk about what happened this week. We've got right. the rundown right now. We're going to start off with volleyball action. So going back to last Tuesday, August the 22nd, Borger High School goes to Paladero. And let me tell you, Borger High School took care of business over there. Starting with the freshmen, they went in three sets, 25-14, then gave up the middle one 18-25 and then took the final set 15 to 12. The JV handed them pretty easy one and two sets 25-16 and 25-12 and then the varsity played a very scrappy Paladero team who had just won the Dalhart right. tournament and they won in three straight sets 25-23, 27-25 and then 26 24. Sweet. And then we went on to this weekend. We had a lot of volleyball action. The freshmen were in action. They went to Amarillo ISD for the AISD tournament this weekend, and they did very well. Placed third place in the silver bracket over there. So I'm sure they brought home some hardware. Sweet. The JV had off. Okay. So they had a free weekend, and the varsity went over to Seminole. We actually saw the varsity girls. They were all in attendance at the varsity football game because Seminole is just about 20 miles down right. the road. Okay. So they were all there cheering on the Bulldogs, but they were also taking care of business in Seminole. So it was a round robin tournament. They started out with a loss to Midland High's JV in three sets, but then bounced right back and beat Seminole in three sets. Okay. Uh, then they've lost to a very scrappy Dalhart team uh, in two sets, then turn around and beat Ropes in two sets. And then they did finish off with a loss to Compass Academy Charter School out of Odessa. Um, so the varsity volleyball team was two and three on the weekend, 
which takes them to an overall record right now of 11 and 6. Sweet. On the season. Okay. But we can't forget our Frank Phillips College Lady Plainsmen. We can't. They were also in action. Yeah, I got a actually shout out to Chris Proc. I don't know if he's listening right now, but I walked in to get, get I'm not violating HIPAA. I'm telling people I go there. He's not. So, uh don't worry, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I walked in today, and the first thing he goes, "Hey, it's it's Lady Plains Men, not Plains Women." Did we say Plains? I women? did. I said Plains Women in the <laughs> podcast last week, so I apologize and I repent. Yes, just publicly to all you Lady Plains Men out there. But you know, I'm what? sorry. I'm, I'll get it right from here on out. People are keeping us on our toes. Yeah, they that's are. good. This just means people are listening. Yeah. Giving us constructive feedback. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Michael, get the names right. I know. I will try. I will really have. I have an, you know what? You have an excuse. I get it wrong. I'm in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I better not go to that. All right. Restaurant or chiropractor for that day. Sure. So the Lady Plainsmen were in volleyball action this weekend. They were at Trinidad State College in Colorado, and they went one and three on the weekend for the tournament. Uh, They had losses to Northeastern Junior College, Butler Community College, and Trinidad State. And their win was against Yavapai College. Yavapai. Yavapai? Yavapai, I think. Yavapai? I think Yavapai. Is that that in Arizona? Did I put the wrong syllable? I don't know. I think that college sounds familiar to me, like from my neck of the woods of Yavapai. the country. Yavapai College. I don't know. I but you know wrong. what? Didn't matter. We beat them. Who needs? We beat that? them. Yeah. Who cares where they're from? We yeah. beat them. Get it? Doesn't matter what. Yeah. You, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> All right. You all ready to move on to tennis? Let's do it. All right. Tennis. JV was in action this weekend. They beat Plainview. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was this weekend, but. It was this week sometime. It was this week. I don't have the date. But they beat Plainview. They did. 12 to 2. That's all that matters is that the they beat them. The Battle of the Bulldogs. And anytime yeah. we win the Battle of the Bulldogs, it's great. So JV's current record is 1-0. Oh. Good. Undefeated. They played Plainview. Smoked them. That's right. Uh, high school this weekend, they played All Saints and lost 7-11. to 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Then they turned around and beat Monahans 13-2. to 2. So their current record is 8-9, and nine, and they are 0-2 currently in district. Yeah. The record doesn't show, but they've played some quality teams okay. here to start off. Right. For sure. Yep. So we're looking at watching them make a move, I'm sure, here pretty soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, just real quick. A shout out to our other sponsor, Late Bloomers. Late Bloomers is Borger's newly established flower and gift boutique shop. And as you know, homecoming is right around the corner next week on September 8th. Late Bloomers is now taking garter and mum orders for students of all ages and price ranges. So go visit them at 530 North Main and place your order today. Make sure you place your mum order by next Tuesday, September 5th. Late Bloomers is also accepting nominations for your favorite teacher. So go by and nominate your favorite educator to get them into the monthly drawing. And each month, the one winning teacher will receive a large flower bouquet delivered to their school. Be sure and visit the ladies at Late Bloomers and support our Borger Bulldog small businesses. Yeah, and if you want my mom to make your mom, just (laughs) shoot us an email and I'll see if she's busy. Yeah. It won't be very good, but... Hot glue, super glue. Yeah, she might have gotten better now. Yeah. And that was 30 years ago. I don't know. I would, I would, I would trust Gina at Late Bloomers. Late Bloomers I bet you have a quality... Yeah, I bet you Late, late Bloomers are making some good moms. They're going to have a quality mom. Yeah. At a great price. Yeah. All price ranges. Go see them. All weight ranges, She'll too. get you taken care of. 
all weight range. <laughs> Sorry, this, this was what I said last week. <laughs> Maybe I'll edit that out. Maybe yeah, I won't. I don't know. Good. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, tell us what's coming up next, Kano. Hey, before what's we go up on to the come up, let me ask you something okay. while we're here. All right. What's your thoughts on the Sanford first? Sam- let me ask you something. Okay. What's your thoughts <laughs> on the 49ers trade? Uh, with Trey Lance going on to the Cowboys. Give me your opinion. Here. I was never a Trey Lance guy. Okay. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. As long as Purdy pans out in the end. If the gamble works. If the gamble works, it's it's worth it, yeah. I think. And if you look at the way Purdy played last year until he got hurt mm-hmm. in that playoff game, the 49ers looked like a Super Bowl contender mm-hmm. until he got hurt. Sure. Yeah. You know, so all Purdy really has to do is be like, <clears throat> with with all the talent that San Francisco has, if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. you got one of the most talent packed rosters in the NFL. So if if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, everything in the NFL is dependent upon staying healthy most oh, of the time. All about that. You know, so if if they stay healthy, they need Purdy to be like a what? A B minus at quarterback? I think you can get it down a B, with a B minus. A B minus, a B. A B minus. That's sure. all they need out of him. Yeah. And I think he can do that. I think he could. Who who's the backup quarterback now? Who do you know who's third string? I, I honestly don't even know. Right now, I haven't looked at the roster. If he gets injured, we if, need to know. Yeah, if he gets injured, we're gonna. I'm, I'll need to know that. But you know, I haven't. I'm not in football mode yet for NFL mode. I've been like so it's busy all the preseason stuff. Yeah, I don't watch we're the preseason stuff. I do. Well, I try to. So I try to watch the preseason stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. This is like those. Those like th- three weeks where it's just like torture. Yeah. Because you're like, we had some preseason football. But then there's like, and you're like, well, college football is going to start soon. Yeah. But it, it kind of started this week, but it didn't really start this week. You know, there's like. Oh, there was an amazing game this weekend. There was one game. Oh. Worth watching. Came down to the wire. I don't know. Which then, game are you talking about? Notre Dame squeaking out a 42-3 to win over Navy. 42-3, to Yeah. <laughs> I turned that game off in the second quarter. <laughs> I turned it off in the second quarter because I was just like, I got yard work to do. You know? I'd rather do yard work. Than well, I had to get it done, you know. You got to get it done when it's cool. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's going to be hot later this week. But uh, Yeah, I think the funny thing about that is, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, San Francisco traded up. They did. And didn't this involve Micah Parsons and, and they, everything with the Cowboys? They traded. They traded a lot. Like three first round, yeah, draft three picks? first round draft picks. They traded to pick him at number three. Yeah, to pick him at number three, and three years later, they're three years later they're the sending them to Dallas. So, you know, maybe uh, Dallas can have two underachieving quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it pans out. If Purdy know, stays healthy, yeah. it all works out. I know, I know, I know. We're probably going to get a lot of smack about like talking smack about the Dallas Cowboys because we're in Texas and we are in this podcast is in Texas but but you know it's our podcast yeah if you You want to talk about if you want to talk about your teams you start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) or send us a message on Facebook sure yeah (laughs) I think you and Cody Sherwood can talk about San Francisco 49er stuff he's the only other guy in Hutchinson County I know that 
loves the 49ers like you do. Okay. So, shout out, Cody. Right on. All right, let's go with the come up. Let's see what's coming up this week. Let's do it. action. I'm going to start off here with some tennis. So, this Thursday, August the 31st, the tennis team is going to be traveling to Leveland for some head-to-head action in team tennis. So, we wish them a lot of luck. Volleyball action will also be occurring this Saturday, September the 2nd. Borger High School Varsity will host Caprock with the freshman team at 10 a.m. The JV will be right after them at 11 a.m. And then the Varsity at 12 p.m. And then next Tuesday, September the 5th, Lady Bulldogs are traveling to Dalhart with games starting at 5 p.m. That is a game we really need to get a hold of if we can. This Dalhart team has been scrappy, and they've already gotten us a couple times this season. Okay. So we really need to go to their place. Send a message. Yeah. You're not messing with the Lady Bulldogs. And uh, let's go get a win. Bump set, spike it. That's the way we like it. Right on. And then Frank Phillips College volleyball will be traveling this weekend as well. They'll be going to the McCook uh, tournament in McCook, Nebraska. So they got a little bit of a road trip, but we wish them luck over at McCook Community College and Lady Plainsman. Go get some wins. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Coming up cross country. Cross country. I still haven't walked that course like I said I was going to. Yeah, you got to get that course in. Yeah, because I'm going to walk it. I'm not going to run it. <laughs> I'm not going to run it. You can start out running. Start out with well Yeah, the first 100 yards, I could run it. Yeah. Uh, so, Border High School will be hosting the third annual Jeep Web Classic at Bulldog Stadium. Races start at 9 a.m. with middle school girls followed by middle school boys and then JV girls and boys. Finishing with the varsity girls and the varsity boys. And again, all those races are only a half hour apart because they, they get it done. Fast. Yeah, they run fast. That's right. In fact, I got a cross I got a cross country story for you. Do you? I'm ready so, for it. Uh one of our listeners, Justin Meek, real good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. Awesome guy. Justin is mm-hmm. class of nineteen ninety eight from Borger High School. And Justin is one of these guys that is just incredibly intelligent. You know, he was like top 10 in the class. He was in student council. He's currently like a lawyer in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Super smart guy. But he always found himself in some sort of hijinks. I don't, I don't know what it was about him. <laughs> I got all sorts of Justin Meek stories for you. But he sent me this one because we were ta- he heard the podcast and us talking about the Jeep Web coming up. And it okay. brought back some memories. Okay. So I'll just tell you all this in, in Justin's words. So the cross-country session brought back some nightmarish memories. I still remember that hill by St. John's. I went out with the team one summer just trying to get in shape for football. And Coach Webb, this is the infamous Coach mm-hmm. Jake Webb, he gave me some really cool ASIC shoes thinking I was going to stick the season out. But I realized really fast <laughs> it wasn't for me. I'd go to the practices. I'd do the initial warm-ups, the runs. And when Coach Webb would send us out on individual runs, I would just run to McDonald's and hang out <laughs> and head back after practice. Uh, would be over. I never ran the full three-mile border course. <clears throat> That's hilarious. The first meet that year was in Borger, as it always is. I had no intention of running the first meet. But the night before the Borger meet, call came to my house phone. And my dad said it was Coach Webb asking for me. And I thought it was odd. But he was asking to see if I would be at the meet, if he would see me there. The next morning, (laughs) I said, I didn't think I could make it. (laughs) And he responded that I could make it and I'd better make it since he gave me those cool ASIC shoes. (laughs) Well, I showed up that morning for the meet. 
again, never having run the course without stopping before. I thought I'd just run a little and walk a little, please coach Webb and end my cross-country career. What I didn't realize was that the course, the course is full of people from start to finish oh. on meet day. <laughs> so I ran the whole three-mile course there you for the go. first time ever did that it. morning yeah. for fear of embarrassment for walking. Hey, sometimes it's all it takes to motivate you. It's just some good old-fashioned embarrassment. <laughs> my feet were on fire. I couldn't breathe. I had phlegm in my chest and throat. I puked all over the place. Oh, man. I never ran again, but I got to keep those cool Asics shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that story. That's funny. Uh, uh, shout out to Justin. For just the go to McDonald's. Story. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to take a Big Mac. I'll just wait here for yeah. a little bit. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, well, I think it's almost time for a break. When we come back from the break, it's football time. Football time. We're going to talk about the Denver City game. We'll go with that in review and then what's coming up for the Borger Bulldogs right after this commercial break. We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Reese, understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress-free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. Hey, welcome back from the break. Here it is. It's time. First game of the season. First game of the season. It's time we've to talk about football. Yeah, we've been waiting on this one for a while. We have. We so have. Highly anticipated. Yeah. So the Borger Bulldogs were in action on Friday night. They traveled. They made the hike over to Denver you traveled. City and played the Mustangs. And I did travel. You were I there. Went to the game. I went up there. Yeah. And it, you know what? It honestly was not a bad drive. I had never been that way before. Mm-hmm. We went down one way and then came back another, but you know, it wasn't so bad. It was worth it to go Good. see a, a Bulldog football game for I sure. I didn't go. <laughs> you got some. Yeah, I, I watched the first half on the Facebook feed mm-hmm. and watched watched all the first half, took notes. Yeah. Had a little harder time watching the second half, but you filled me in. Oh, yeah. I was sending you text messages like crazy. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my phone's blowing up the whole time. You probably had 35 other people texting you, too. (laughs) But that's okay. Everyone's interested in it. Everyone wants to know, hey, how are the Bulldogs doing? Yeah. It's a good question to have. And so, you know, they just want to support them and stuff like that. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about this game. Yeah, give us a recap. Let's start off with the first quarter. Bulldogs come out. We get the ball first. And so we're getting a first chance to put our offense on the field. Mm Um, offense does a fairly good job. They're making the drive. We, you know, we stall out a little bit. We got a punt from the middle of the field. Yep. Um, but then the defense gets their chance. And I got to tell you this, the defense from the very 
first time they were out on the field, played with a lot of energy, a lot of hype. They were setting the tone early. Uh, Mason Mangum mm-hmm. uh, fired up from the outside, made a great sack on the quarterback. Uh, they came in with a mass blitz the next play right after that. The quarterback got a little bit flushed, scrambled out to his left, and then ended up throwing an interception uh, to Tyler Brooks. Yep. So Tyler picks off the ball right there at the 43-yard line. So we get the ball back um, in their territory, start driving, and then we get to a fourth down, uh, fourth and – I can't remember. I think it was like fourth and three on the Fourth and two, yeah, I think. Something fourth like two, that. Fourth and two, fourth and three. And then we end up getting stopped. Yeah. So that kind of put a halter right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're in the game. We're playing hard. Bulldogs are coming out ready to go. Then second quarter comes up, and uh, the Mustangs get the ball in the second quarter, and they put a pretty good drive together. Four-minute drive. Uh, and then they get a touchdown pass to number 11, Daniel uh, Ceniceros, and it was like a fourth and six. And um, wait, let me see. Uh, fourth, I had fourth and four, I think it was. Fourth was and four fourth from and the four? Borger 13 okay. yard line. And uh, yeah, the Escalante, their quarterback, just... He played really well. He did. He did a really good job. You know, he kind of got flustered there in the first quarter a little Mm -hmm. bit with the pressure. Yeah. Um, But he had a great target there in number 11, uh, Ceniceros. Yeah. The kid's like 6'4", 215 pounds. He looks really good out there. And he was he mm-hmm. wasn't just their tight end. He was their linebacker as well. Okay. Now when the pass got thrown, my first initial thought was he's out of bounds. He didn't get his feet down. Right. But I think when you look at it, I think he got his feet in. Okay. And so I think the referee probably made the right call on that. <clears throat> they went for two, two point mm-hmm. conversion. I was a little bit surprised mm-hmm. they went with the swingy gate and they tried to score with two right off the bat. When they reviewed the feet back at headquarters mm-hmm. in New York, they came back and do they not review every scoring play in high school football? Not in not, not in preseason. That's a joke. Once they get to I'm the just school. joking. Oh, I thought you were being No, smart. I'm being a smart aleck. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. In district they do in Austin. They review do they? all the fourth down plays. All the touchdowns. Close. Really? You're lying to me. There's no way they do that. We don't even have cameras out there. Dude, it's Texas high school football. Going of course off, they do all those They going things. off our iPhones? Yeah, they are. That's right. They get multiple angles. Yeah, they need to, man. <laughs> so they get on first. Um, they score first right off the bat there. But then our turn to get the ball. The Bulldogs drive. Great 46-yard bomb to number 14, Adolfo Heredia. KJ sends it. He goes on a little wheel route to the outside. Bam! Comes wide open, and he gets down into scoring territory in the red zone. And then from there, Mr. Jennings uh, scores a touchdown on a one-yard run. Mm -hmm. We get the extra point right after that. And before you know it, the Bulldogs are up 7-6. to Uh, Mustangs get the ball back, but the defense holds tight. And so we go into halftime. Leading seven to six. So, what were your thoughts after the first half? What was going through your mind? Yeah, it was a real tight game mm-hmm. through the first half. You know, we were up by one because they missed their two point conversion there. Um, I thought, I thought, you know, it looked both sides of the ball looked looked pretty good, looked pretty engaged. Uh, you know, I was going off mostly what I was listening to instead of seeing. Sure, um, but you know, I was like, I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. You know, I thought 
thought we we had a good uh I did feel like if we could just get the offense going a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like we got a better shot here. It's like, let's come out of halftime, get the offense going a little bit more. We were having a hard time stopping their running back. Yeah. Uh, v- v- Velasco. Velasco. Right? Yeah. Man, how many, do you have his stats? I mean, he must have run for, I don't know how many yards he had on the night, but it was over 150. No, I tried to find his stats and, um, uh, you know, I know that. The guys on KQTY keep the stats, but uh, he, very quick, number 22, Andrew Velasco, Mm -hmm. he was able to find the edge a lot throughout the night. Right. But the first half really was pretty solid. Yeah, the first half. made some good adjustments. First half, half we were pretty even. It wasn't really until the third quarter where we started seeing them take advantage of some Well, let's talk about that. What happened after halftime? So, after halftime, I'm feeling pretty good about it. We're up 7-6, and you know it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, they get the ball first. They get the ball first. The Mustangs are a tough team. They were the district champions last year in their district. Okay. Um, They returned some really good players. Again, they have uh, Ceniceros, who's looking really good, and Velasco's starting to find his way. So, we know we're in for a fight for the night. Uh, We kick off first, and they put immediately together an eight-play, three-minute drive, uh, where number 22, Andrew Velasco, ends up scoring on a handoff from two yards out. Uh, again, they try to go for two to try to make up for the first one they missed, but that was no good. So Denver City takes the lead at that point, 12-7. to seven. And that drive was really where you started seeing him catch the edge. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was just kind of getting around. Um, you know, I think we, we can talk about this a little bit later. I was a little bit disappointed, and I'm not normally this guy. But I was a little bit disappointed in some of the, um, some of the ref non calls from their sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, 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 I kind of got that issue. from the the commentators on the feed. I couldn't see it well enough to tell what was going on, uh, yeah. but they were they were definitely touching on it. <laughs> well, and I, everyone in Texas is trying to be aware sure. that there's a ref shortage. We all know that. Right. We're trying to give them as much grace as possible. Mm-hmm. But when you see kids' jerseys just getting blatantly ripped off of their shoulders, you're just like, you got to throw that flag. Come on, man. You got to right. throw that flag. Yeah, you got and to. And I get it. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You're sitting on the sideline. Those coaches are right there on you. The The Mustangs coaches are right there with them. Mm-hmm. But, dude, you got to throw that flag. Because there was a couple of times it was a third or fourth down play. Mm-hmm. And they got just enough yards out of a hold from a receiver. For sure. Or, you know, something like that. It's just kind of like, oh, they – it eats you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So, but I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. Gonna go off on that. Well, what's hard about it is, it, I I almost get more worked up over bad officiating in in high school sports mm-hmm. than I do in college or professional sports because you see these kids out there playing their guts out. Oh yeah, absolutely. playing their hardest, and to see you know you, you just want it to be f- as fair as possible. Sure, absolutely. You know, sure. Anyway. And again, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but it just, there was, there was one particular referee. I, I just felt like had a really, really poor game. You got his name and phone number? I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I'm not putting that on the podcast because this poor guy, I know Bulldog Nation, they will go looking. Can't do that to yeah. that guy. Should we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Okay. <laughs> so right after that, they take the lead. But I tell you what, we get the ball right back after that. Jaden Daniels takes the kickoff 54 yards all the way down to the Mustangs 31 yard line. Yeah. And that really, to me, was part of what I saw, which was one of the highlights of the game. 
special teams. The special teams looked excellent yeah. throughout the night. And honestly, last year, special teams was an area where we struggled. If you go back mm-hmm. to the league. We got a land, kicker, man. We got a kicker in yeah. Chaos. And yeah. we had kickers last year, but just the game plan from last year did not work with what we were trying to do. You go back to the level end game, and there was a block punt that was a key block. And you look at the splits that the offensive line had last year. It, it was a bad game plan. Mm-hmm. And so this year... Love what I'm seeing with the special teams. Solid kicker in Chepa. Solid punting. Um, the the kick return looked really great. Yeah. I know uh, George Golston got a kick return. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Jaden with that kick return. We just we look really good. Adolfo Heredia did a good job mm-hmm. on special teams. So I was impressed with special teams for a first game out. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty polished. Absolutely, I was pretty impressed with them. Yeah, I mean, I think Chepa's. Every kickoff, he put out of the back of the end zone, didn't he? If you have a kicker that can put it out of the end zone, yeah. that takes a ton of pressure off of your kick return team and allows your defense to get some things set up. You yeah. don't have to worry about where it's coming out to, where it's going to be, building momentum. Kick returns are always a big momentum thing. Right. And so yeah, if absolutely. you can prevent that from happening, you mm-hmm. have a kicker that can put it out of the end zone. Yeah. Man, that, that's that why helps. when Jaden, I mean, that momentum thing, when Jaden got that long return, I was like, here we go. Sure. We're cooking. Yeah. And then that stalled out, but. Yeah, the air let the air out of that balloon real fast. But so you know, we we go back to the offense. Uh, we throw a pass to the to the far corner, and that same pass had worked on the left side earlier in the game. We try to go to the right corner. It's just a little bit underthrown. The cornerback comes back, makes a play on it, gets an interception in the end zone, and so he runs it out, and that kind of uh, put an end to that drive right there. But for the rest of the third quarter, you know, it's a little bit of back and forth. Mm-hmm. They get a drive. We end up stopping. There's a punt. We get a drive. We end up stopping. Get a punt. This is when my notes stop. Is that where it ended? Yeah. And it stops right there. Yeah. The, yeah. I had a hard time watching the game after that. Gotcha. Well, I got the first Not a hard time emotionally. Sure. Yeah. I wasn't like crying in the corner that after the interception. <laughs> that was where I was getting yeah. all the text messages yeah. from you. because it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I lost the feed and just. Sure. Yeah. I should have. I should have sucked it up and did the, full, did the four hour do? drive. <laughs> yeah. But you'll have next week. Were there any good restaurants? Were there any good restaurants like on the way? Were there any good restaurants like on the way there? We didn't stop. You didn't stop? No, we were running. Not even at McDonald's? We stopped at the gas station in Plainview. Okay. And so that was that was all we did. Yeah. We stopped at the gas station, got some drinks, bam, head, headed out. Nice. So, so All right, sorry, back to the game. Around. Back to the game. So we get to the fourth quarter here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Denver City does have a lead, 12 to 7. And Denver City has the ball. And they continue to drive. They get it down to the one-yard line, and they end up scoring. Denver City goes up 19, Borger 7. This is with 10-17 left in the game. Yeah. So there's still some time there's on the clock. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. We got to do some work here. So um, we end up getting the ball back. We have to punt. Uh, Denver City gets the ball back. They're making a drive, and they get down in the red zone, eight-yard line, and I'm thinking, man, we need to stop here yeah. real bad. And all of a sudden, we make a play. Their quarterback drops back. He's trying to find number 11, Sinaceros, their tall 6'4 guy. And free safety, Ryder Moreno, jumps up, snatches the ball out of his hands. Interception in the end zone. Awesome. The touchback. Yeah. Borders back in the Get game. Get some life. And that was part of the story. It's like, it, they were a tough team, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But our kids are tough, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to give up. We're going to keep playing all the way through. 
Absolutely. And uh, I was really impressed with the way that the kids stayed in it and the coaches were still engaged in it. They never, you never saw it on their faces, on their shoulders, like we're out of this. Yeah. We're still in this game. So Borger drives down. Caden uh, scrambles out to the left from about six yards out, hits a wall of defenders, keeps pushing, keeps pushing, gets some help from his linemen and his receivers over there, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown. There we go. And then we go for the extra point. Cooking. And it's good. 14, Denver setting 19. And we got about a minute 44 left in this ball game. Okay. So we're on short time. So this is where we go to the onside kick. Yeah, Everyone so you text him. He's like, we got to get this onside we kick. We got to get this onside <laughs> kick. And who was the one person you would not want to onside kick this thing to? Number 11. Yeah. <laughs> and who's the one person they put over there on that side? Cisneros. Yeah. And guess who the yeah. ball went to? Cisneros. Yeah, it did. So yeah. it's just okay. like, he's pretty sure handed. I mean, he really is. So he ended up getting the onside kick. At that point, we just, we have to get a stop right there. We can't let him get a first down. They end up getting the first down. Ah. So okay. they kneel it out. Clock runs out. Ball game. We had some chances. We just ran out of time. Yeah. Denver City wins this game 19 to 14. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So 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 what what would you what are your major takeaways from from the first game of the season? My my takeaways from this first game of the season, number 1, great coaching going on, and Good. especially on the mm-hmm. sidelines. Um they were prepared every single time we had third down, you could already see coaches talking to the punt team or the defense getting prepared for what could p- potentially come. So they're always prepared for what's next. Um, I thought Coach Hamrick did a great job of keeping his composure and staying poised, especially in tough situations where a referee seems like there is bias towards a call. He kept his head and kept cool. Um, and, and I'll say this. He did a good job of holding the kids accountable. I appreciate that as mm-hmm. a parent, not even yeah, as a yeah, school yeah. member, as a parent. You know, he's telling these kids. I remember one time he had a conversation with a kid who ended up getting a personal foul, and he told him. That's that's a selfish play. You can't do that. Yeah. You're hurting your team. Mm-hmm. You know, and the kid ended up understanding after that. You know, mm-hmm. but he's he is that kind of guy that character means a lot. He's yeah. going to work through that. And the whole coaching staff is that way. So, really impressed with the coaching going on, on the sidelines. Special team is a strength. I was impressed with that. We got a kicker. You, you know, you always worry after you lose good kickers. Are we going to be able to get another one? We got a good kicker in that. Kick return looked fantastic. Punt team looked fantastic. So I think we're in a good position there. Um, a couple of things I think we need to continue to grow in making the play with catchable balls. You know, uh, mm-hmm. if, if the ball gets put up there, we got to pull that ball in. We got to do everything we can. You need some Denzel on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Titans? He's like, I demand perfection. Something like that. You drop a pass, you run a mile. <laughs> you miss a block, you run a mile. I don't know if we need that. <laughs> you remember that? I, don't know. I was thinking more like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was thinking more that rubber stick them from Little Giants when the kid puts it on his oh, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Little Giants. <laughs> I was trying to get my kids to watch that movie the other day. I was like, you guys want to watch one of my favorite movies from my childhood? And they're yeah. like, No. <laughs> he didn't want any part of they're it they're like no no dad we're good I love it he's looking at his hands he's like come on guys I, I clean you I wash you I clip your nails <laughs> it wasn't like that but right. you know it, when you get to this level at the varsity level the expectation has to be that you're not just going to sometimes make the play the expectation is if it's a catchable ball you're always going to make that play yeah you got to catch you, it you got to catch the ball and then not only on that you got to catch some of the balls that you're not expected to make as well. So you got to catch most all of them, 
if not every single one of them that's catchable, and you got to make some special plays too. That's just to be able to compete at this level. That's what you have to have. So I think that's mm-hmm. an area for us to grow in a little bit. Um, I think that the defense is going to continue to look at, you know, uh, what do we do with these small shifty backs that mm-hmm. can get to the outside on us? Number 11 did a great job of sealing the edge. How do we combat that? How do our defensive ends keep that outside shoulder mm-hmm. there? How do our linebackers pursue? Um, I know Mason a lot of times is trying to get out there, but he get caught, caught in the wash because we were just getting hooked on the edge. Mm-hmm. So how do we prevent that from happening? I'm sure the defense is going to keep working on that and, and making sure that we can get better at that part of it. Um you know, I, I think that we could be a little bit more aggressive with our offensive line. And this is going to be a change of mentality for these guys, too. Yeah. You know, they've been doing nothing but drop blocks the entire last two or three years where they're dropping their feet, pass protection. Now we're doing some running where they're going to have to fire off the ball and actually push. And so, you know, working on that aggression. Yeah. With the a little bit of tenacity line, to move your guy. A little bit of tenacity. And, yeah. and honestly, I was thinking about it today. And I was like, you know, this is nothing that a little bit of sled work. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't work on you know what I'm saying the sure. old sled you put the pads on there mm-hmm. coach sits on top with some popcorn if he needs me to sit on it too with him yeah, I can I'll sit on I'll, I'll sit get, on a sled I'll get my fat butt up there yeah. and we'll sit on the sled for him yeah that's right now a little bit more aggression <laughs> you know and I think they're going to be okay my biggest takeaway here and again I don't want to do this and I'm not going to call anybody out by name but the difference that one referee can make can spell disaster for a team one way or the other that is not the reason we lost the game it yeah. is not due to one person but they do make differences in key mm-hmm. plays and key possessions. Well, especially, yeah, you don't want to blame a, a win or a loss on a referee, but sure. But but it does suck when it's less than one score. Yeah, you're that close of a game. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, the superintendent's right next to me, and that guy is calm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's always calm. He was getting worked up. Yeah, I mean, I I was like, I thought I was gonna have to hold him back. So. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that those were my takeaways from the game. It was a great game to watch. Tough kids, tough you know, tough game to take as a loss. But man, mm-hmm. you know, I think we got a lot of great things to work on. Yeah. So those are my takeaways. Yeah, I'm looking ahead this week. Mm-hmm. We're heading to River Road. Heading to River Road to face the Wildcats. An- another away game. Another away game. That's I'm going right. to go to this one. Yeah, Wildcat Stadium. A little bit a little closer. Bit closer. <laughs> not too far off. So you can make the drive. Over I did there. the GPS. It's like 54 minutes from my house. So. Yeah, not too bad at all. Yeah. So we got the freshmen will be <laughs> off this week because I don't think they have a freshman team. Okay. Now the freshmen did a great job this week. They actually got their first win. They're 1-0. and Awesome. Denver City. All right. They get a week off to Here rest. Here we go. The JV tied Denver City, so they're 0-0-1. Okay. And they'll be playing at Bulldog Stadium on Thursday night, August the 31st at 5 p.m. Go out and support the junior varsity. And then in varsity football action, we'll face the River Road Wildcats at Wildcat Stadium Friday night, September the 1st. At 7 p.m. All right, what are we looking for in this game? In this game... Tell me about River Road. So River Road traditionally does a really... Well, I'm just going based on what I've seen from the sure. last couple of years. They run mm-hmm. the ball. They like to run the ball. They do a lot of counters. They do some uh, trick in hand, like to you know put a lot in the front line and try to just push the ball on you. Okay. Um, not necessarily a big passing team. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to be tough up front. We're going to have to definitely get a push um, and and counteract that. You know, we're going to stunt some gaps. I think we're going to see a good, uh, fundamentally strong Bulldog team that's going to come out there and, and just match them up with what they're trying to do. Stop that run. Yeah. All right. I encourage you. Go out there. River Road on Friday night. 
Go Cheer on your Bulldogs. That's right. Absolutely. And get out there, give them some support. And before we leave, just a reminder, send us your hardest-hitting Bulldog football nominees, either on social media or email us. Yeah. We'll get them on. We'll start the poll next week. Next week. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you. you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.